0: Hey everyone, it's Alan Shivel, DevOps.com, and you're listening to another DevOps Chat. Today's DevOps Chat features a uh, a returning guest to DevOps Chat. He's been he's actually probably been on DevOps Chat a number of times, right from I think the very beginning of uh, when we first launched DevOps.com. He's pretty well known in the DevOps uh, community. Uh, Really needs no introduction for me. It's Mr. Pete Cheslock. Pete, welcome to DevOps Chat.
1: Hey, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me.
0: Yep. Pete, always a pleasure to have you, man. I you know, I remember speaking with you. Actually, it was probably before I even launched DevOps.com um, up in Boston, and you kind of gave me your views on, on what was then a very kind of just starting to blossom DevOps community and, and DevOps movement. And uh, since that time obviously a lot a lot of water under the bridge and many different hats that you've worn Pete uh, here to introduce you today though with your latest uh, position in helping a company grow and that company's called Chaos Search correct Yeah that's correct And and Pete you're VP of products or VP product Yeah
1: yeah yeah, VP products, product, VP of product. I don't know. It's a working title. We're still trying to figure out what the best, uh, what hey man, the best no way to as
0: They don't call you DevOps engineer. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> exactly. I hear you. So, Pete, well, let, let's start off with this. I'm going to assume a lot of people listening to this today don't really know or are not familiar with chaos search. So why don't we start with, with that? What, what's chaos search?
1: Yeah, absolutely, and yeah, I think it's a good, definitely a good assumption, you know, it's, a, it's we're a, we're an early stage startup, uh, we're just going through uh, seed funding right now, so we're just going through an a A-round fundraising, so then we're gonna be coming out to the market in a, in a few months here, but basically what Chaos Search is, is they're trying to make it easier to access and make queryable your data as it exists on object stores. So if you think of an object store like Amazon's S3 service, um, and so they've developed basically a technology that allows you to store data. They, they basically process your data from S3 and store it back into your bucket. So what's really interesting is they don't, they don't hold any of your data, they're, they're simply, you know, you give them like a read-only access to your S3 data. They'll, they'll read in that data and shove the um, compressed processed data back into your bucket and then from there they expose APIs to allow you to access it. So, uh, for example, they'll extend the S3 API to give you some really interesting capabilities of slicing and dicing your data. But the thing that they've exposed that's most interesting, which got me excited about the company, is that they've exposed the Elasticsearch APIs on top of your data on S3. And so it's it's really compelling because I've spent very long time as a really early user of Elasticsearch, scaling out Elasticsearch and it's great technology, it's a great open source database, but it gets unwieldy uh, over time. And so what really blew me away when I, when I saw the product and what they had built is that I can point you know, open source log tools like Kibana to the Chaos Search APIs accessing my own data on S3. Uh, No elastic search required, and so, you know, the kind of short pitch is, you know, we're trying to make that long tail of data available for people, whether it's log data or event data of some kind, um, where customers can run much smaller elastic search clusters of their log data or event data, and then they can essentially push the data up to S3. We'll process it, and now they can get access to that data for weeks, months, or even years.
0: Yeah. I mean, and Pete, that really highlights sort of a, a soft white underbelly or a dark corner around the whole big data issue. It's great to have. I mean, big data and big data is only as good as the analysis we can do with it, right, that we can perform on. it. And with big data, we can certainly get some really keen insights which show us relationships, trends. Facts that we might otherwise miss. But the, the dirty little secret was for big data to really, you know, get the value out of it. Generally, you needed big money kind of search and, you know, to perform that kind of analysis. Cause the bigger that your data got, the harder it was to actually manage, search it, analyze it. I mean, um, and so this seems like, you know, chaos search seems like a real solution for those people who are literally drowning, you know. in Yeah, later. Know.
1: yeah you're exactly right. I mean, I've been, uh, I, I worked at a company uh, eight or nine years ago <clears throat> called Sonian, which not a lot of people have heard of Sonian. They were one of the earliest users of Amazon's S3 and EBS. At the time, we were probably the top three user of S3, maybe the top five user of EBS. Um, what's amazing about Sonian is the number of companies that actually came out of that place, companies like Cloud Health, which just got acquired by VMware. Uh, Sensu was a technology that was built inside of there. Stackdriver was another one. And the reason all these startups came out of Sony is because they were so, early in the cloud space, they had to build out the technologies to support it. One of the other ones that kind of came out on the side, not really related to us, but was Elasticsearch. We were trying to index customer email data like an email archiving product. And so we got connected with Shai from Elasticsearch before he really started the company because we were so blown away by what he had built. And Elasticsearch at the time made sense, right? Using uh, Lucene to store uh, indexes of customer email data allowed the indexes to be much smaller than the source email files. But then over time, over the last, let's say, eight years or so, Elastic's been around, there's been this explosion of using Elasticsearch for log data, and in many cases, like structured JSON that we're shoving into Elasticsearch. And due to the inverted index uh, uh, nature of Lucene, the, the data blows up inside of Lucene, where you might actually store four or five times more in disk storage um, on Elasticsearch. So if you shove in you know, a terabyte of, of JSON logs into your Elasticsearch cluster, that could be three or four terabytes of Lucene indexes. And then you have to think about, like, well, I want dur- like durability and reliability, so now I need to like run a, a replica index. So now you're talking for every terabyte into Elasticsearch, you need like eight terabytes of physical disk. Um, what was really amazing about what the founders and the early team here has created is the, the the format kind of solving for the lucene problem is that they've actually been able to reduce the size yet still making the data queryable um, using kind of the same APIs. Uh, which which what really blew me away in that it's now you know so many people have to make the choice: do I keep my data for for analysis at a really high price of Elasticsearch, or uh, do I throw it away? And I think a lot of people just throw that data away because they just can't. They can't make it worthwhile in any sort of
0: cost-effective way. Not right, not in an economic way. I mean, I mean, Pete, we're far from a big data solution here at MediaOps between our you know, seven or eight websites. But I will tell you, just pure search, like an index search on DevOps.com, has become a, a struggle because a lot of a lot of the native WordPress search, you know, especially if it's on server. Is is killing resources on your web server and, and so forth. So you want to do it kind of off server search, and it's it's just a pain in the butt. Take my word for it. Um, so I mean, this is great. You said the company's launching in a in a few months, though, or not that it's launching. It's looking for seed funding now. Product will be in market. Where exactly is is it now in terms of is it in beta? Is it alpha? Is
1: Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so we're probably going to be closing our eighth fundraising round over the next 30 days or something like that. So uh, the company actually started about two, two and a half years ago. And so they've been uh, essentially building this technology out over the past couple of years. Um, and and really trying to refine it um, as they kind of were were coming up with this like product market fit like what's the market we're going into and and as the founders really looked at the space they realized that log and event management is where a lot of the pain is right now um, what's interesting is when people start using the product they realize that they can process any kind of data with this and query it and and that's where there's a lot of interest where maybe it's not just log and event data maybe it's like Uh, some long tail of of data that you want to get access into or monetize for your customers. But where we're at right now, is, and what was exciting about me coming on board, is not only did my role change completely, I used to run technical operations for uh, ThreatStack, which is a a pretty successful um, cloud security company that's still just crushing it. Um, I changed my role over to become the head of product. So working with customers to to understand their use cases and, and, and how they're using you know, tools like Elasticsearch. Um, so where we're at right now is I'm, I'm basically looking for uh, what we're calling design partners, where the best way to describe the product is is in, uh, you know, that beta phase, right, where we're looking for people with really interesting data sets, maybe people who are on Amazon, have data on S3, or are using Elasticsearch, and uh, getting them into our, you know, proof of concept uh, uh, setup right now where we can have them run queries, test the analysis, uh, test how they might use it, and really help us refine you know, the, the final bits as we kind of polish things up towards GA. Uh, and then you know, once we go to GA uh, towards, you know, I would say October timeframe, I think is what we're aiming for, uh, it's really to, to continue to refine you know, these really specific use cases, um, like I've got data on S3 and I wanna process this data in. Um, we've had some customers that that want to push their Elasticsearch indices up through the service, which is a really interesting idea because those Lucene indexes are already, um, already have a defined schema. And so that way they can instead of storing, you know, seven days of data in Elasticsearch, maybe they just store one day and, and that's in their hot cluster on Elasticsearch on, you know, EC2 or something. And then days two through, you know, 365 are up on S3 and are available through uh, the Chaos Search service. So, uh, so, yeah, so that's kind of what the next, I would say, month or two looks like for me, you know, really trying to work with customers, people with interesting data sets, uh, you know, people who have just way too much Elasticsearch and they want, they want less of it, you know, they want to kind of run less servers, spend less money, which I feel like is kind of everyone out there right now. <laughs>
0: Excellent. Very cool stuff. I mean, Pete, look, for for you to get up and leave Threadstack and come over here, obviously it was, it had to be something really uh, appealing and compelling to to bring you over there. Um, Pete, you know, it's interesting, right? My background prior to DevOps.com was building, founding and building companies. And one of the things I learned is, it's great to have these, you know, grand come up with the idea of Docker for containers and change the way, you know, uh, we, the the basic platform that we use, right? For for our apps and, and for IT. But those kinds, those revolutionary kinds of things are really kind of few and far between, especially the ones that succeed. Really, it moves along in evolutionary kind of ways, where it's it's a it's a thing like this. It's a thing like what chaos search is doing that makes it easier, better, faster, more economical to really get a hold of your big data and and do the analysis and and get a handle on it that you need to make it valuable. Right? Yeah, I mean exactly right. Yep. And, and so, you know, this just feels that way to me, that this is this is a lot. Some people may say, well, it's not earth shattering. But no, but it's it's the logical step. It's the glue that you need to, you know, big data is a big concept, and it's great, and it's going to revolutionize things, and we get it. But you need the, the chaos search for sort of glue to make these things happen, right? And yeah, what's – What's amazing is,
1: as, as I've talked to, you know, people running a lot of Elasticsearch, a lot of data on S3, you know, it, it's a really easy sell, because I can go to them and, and, get, and get them away from running these huge clusters that, they may not even take a lot of queries too, that's what's interesting is, maybe they're only querying their data in an automated way, last hour, 24 hours, but then you start looking out seven, seven days, a few weeks, maybe a few months, Those queries are are significantly less. And so you have to either build out like a tiered storage. But at the end of the day, the, the storage and compute are coupled so tightly that your scale units on Amazon or any cloud provider is a lot of disk and a lot of CPU altogether. And what Chaos Search has done has they've uncoupled storage and compute where the storage is on S3, specifically your S3 account, and the compute is the Chaos Search service. And so it's a totally different way of thinking about how do I access my data? How do I make it queryable? And now, because it costs so little, and we're talking like go-to-market pricing, a tenth of the price of running Elasticsearch yourself, uh, and, and significantly less than a lot of the other kind of hosted management uh, log management vendors. You know, it's like, now I can keep my data for months and a year, and I can run machine learning models now cost-effectively because I can keep so much data um, that's the part that's super interesting, is, is how does this change you know, data science and those companies that really wanna have the long tail of data for ML, AI testing, uh, and, uh, and, and how does this change you know, how they work their models, how they build it in, and we're even trying to build in like TensorFlow integration into the application so that you, know, you can just access it from within without having, needing to have all this crazy data science experience
0: excellent it, it really is Pete um, you know 15 minutes goes quick we're coming up on 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 our thing here uh, your VP of product where where do you see this going six months a year two years out it's a long way to look but you know where where do you see where do you see yourself taking the, the product direction here
1: yeah, no, I, I would like to joke that the next six months are, you know, clear and in focus. Things get really fuzzy really quick after that. But the nice thing is I think we have a, a pretty, um, you know, pretty clear plan going out a bit, you know, through the end of the year, you know, reaching GA, bringing some customers on board that we can solve a problem for them. But really early next year, you know, we're going to start beta in, um, you know, a self-service kind of model where people can come in and try it out and probably doing even a freemium model because, you um, you know, since the data is in your S3 bucket, we're just processing that data. You know, the cost is very low, so, you know, being able to provide someone a couple of gigs a day of, of data processing, um, you know, it's pretty easy for us. And then that way, people can kind of get their feet wet and try it out, and we can really start building a community around it. Uh, and then from there, you know, I think the sky's the limit, you know, we're, we're looking at, you know, sometime ended next year, the ability to run it within your own data centers. Right now, we want to be kind of pure SaaS so that we can continue and, and build it out and improve it in, a, in our kind of very quick iterative development cycle. Um, but really, it's, it's a data platform we're building. I mean, we're going after that log and event management space because it's so painful for so many people. Costs a lot of money. But, you know, the long term for us is, is what other APIs could we expose on top of your data on S3? Um Elasticsearch seemed to make a lot of sense given the market. We've extended S3 with some interesting features, but like what, what else is there? You know, what are different ways people are trying to access their data? Um, and so I think that'll be a lot of fun to to kind of chat with people, understand their their pain, and 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 maybe actually bring them a nice solution to that pain.
0: Absolutely. And I'm, I'm sure you'll have a ball doing any Pete. Um anyway, we're we're over time here. Pete Cheslock newly minted VP products, Chaos Search. Thanks for joining us joining us on this episode of DevOps uh, Chat. And we look forward to hearing more more about Chaos Search and about your adventures, Pete.
1: Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun.
0: Always a pleasure. Pete Cheslock Chaos Search. This is Alan Schimmel for DevOps.com. You just listened to another DevOps Chat.